2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Luke and Pete's show. This is Luke. That's Pete. I'm chucking in the uh, intro because, Pete, you look like you're in the middle of doing something. Uh,
3: yeah. No, just uh, changing tabs on my browser. No worries. Happy hey. Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday. It's Thursday. We are now balls deep into January. We are. I'm fuming say. because I was about to get a, a cup of tea for me and a, a white Americano for you, Pete. Aye. I... And the bloody fire alarm went off. I went to Greg's instead. I couldn't be asked waiting around for. Um, teas and coffees. Is there are a, a Greg's cute. up there? Yeah, there's a Greg's up there. Where is it? In the little bit in Highbury? Mm. Yeah, mad, isn't it? You don't, you don't. Oh, expect I, didn't know, it. I didn't even know that. It's in between. I think a cobbler's and a cafe, and you got the Greg's in the middle. The only they one, just one run out the ste- the uh, vegan steak. Bex wanted to try.
2: It must be new because last time I went up there, which is which is a long time ago, to be fair, um, I only had like those posh,
3: um, yummy mummies Highbury cafe type things. Mm. Um, um, Did you see? I, I think I saw you at my uh, mate uh, got an do one of the Sainsbury's maybe. He was the number one purchaser of a half a litre bottle of San Pellegrino in the whole of Islington. <laughs> like you get a little And that's a pat list. I'll tell I you mean, what, come San, on. if
2: you said to me San Pellegrino number one purchaser in Hartlepool yeah. or Gosport, not many
3: people are buying San no. Pellegrino. In Islington, it's probably the number one thing. Flying off the shelves the old fizzy water, but uh, yeah, ben, ben isn't his name and um, I'm, I'm really proud of him.
2: Yeah, did he get some sort of reward for it, a voucher? No, he just said
3: you are the number one person. He says it because he buys it every day for his meal deal. Um, so that's how he managed to bag it. Mm. I guess people, mm, yeah. My father-in-law got a great hack for fizzy water. Right. He's got a soda stream. Soda stream. Mate. Yeah. Does it work? Bang. Yeah, works Does fine. It work? Yeah, but then you got to get rid of Keeps it in the fridge. You've got to get rid of the, um, little, the little tubes of gas, haven't you? What do you mean? The tubes of gas, the the canisters. Yeah, whip those out. Bang, you got yourself some hippie crack. <laughs> Hoot. I like the one you should press on the on the soda stream, like three or four times. Who remembers the eighties? Yeah. Uh, and it was go, Hoot. I don't remember that. Well, it was just basically. It, I tell it, you it what, was, I do remember. It was saying, "Stop pressing this." Oh, I was okay. Explode. Tell you what, I do remember. Mister Frosty. Oh, apparently nobody ever bought those. Oh, I wish I had one. My mom wouldn't get me one. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody got bought one. Only like really weird kids who had everything else first. It, you can still get them. Let's buy one for the, uh, for the, for the office. Yeah. And then when everyone's getting really warm and wondering about how warm the studio is, let's get the Mr. Frosty, the crushed ice. Get the Mr. Frosty out. Get the Mr. Frosty out. Um, I reckon that
2: parents objected to paying like 30 quid for something that was essentially just a thing that smashed a load of
3: ice into bits. <laughs> and you had to squeeze your own flavour on it. Yeah. Was there, do you reckon there was any metal inside, like a metal blade? that you could probably get your oh, fingers into. Oh, hope so. Whoa. Pete, surely you can get one of those on
2: off eBay and take it apart.
3: I'm not having a dirty old old Mr. Freeze. I'm buying new or not at all, Sunshine. Mr. Freeze is the bad guy played by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in Batman and Robin.
2: We're talking about Mr. Frosty here, mate. Mr. Frosty, sorry. Yeah. We sound like old shit comedians, don't we? Why are, why are so many... Cool off. Why is there so many... Why is, the, why is there such a high percentage of comedians that are fucking
3: shit? Is it just because I'm old now? I don't think you uh, watch much comedy. I've decided. I'm a I'm a basic bitch when it comes to comedy. No, you just uh, you you just um, you just don't like comedians, so you don't listen, you don't consume.
2: (laughs) But they they all look like students who never grew up. And you sound so old.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm asking you if it's because I'm old. Well, I mean, they would be dressed exactly as you were dressed, surely. What are you wearing? Jeans. Yeah, but I'm not going on stage, am I? (laughs) No, you're doing a podcast. I'll I'll be fuck all. I'll be dressed. I'll be dressed like a Rat (laughs) Pack if I was on stage. (laughs) This this podcast is already successful, even though we're, neither of us stand ups. We've just been doing it longer. Yeah, we built, we've earned that. Uh, we've earned that pop, quite frankly. I think that
2: I think that um, you know every, every, anyone can do it. That's why anyone mm. can stand there and talk shit, can't they?
3: Yeah, they can. But I mean, you've got to do it good. You've got to be able to write it properly, haven't you?
2: Good, excellent. I was gonna sp- I was going to speak to you about Australian bushfires. We cool. haven't mentioned that. They're probably still going. They are. Mm. And uh, it's absolutely horrendous and terrifying. And no one needs me to say it, but uh, to add to it, I mean, everyone should donate where, where they can to help mm. out all the poor people over there, of course, and 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 try and st- obviously try and rescue some of the uh, animals that are in danger of perishing. I think half a billion have already been killed. It's horrendous. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is just because I wanted to bring it into perspective something that really kind of blew my mind when I was looking into this this week. So... There's a lot of photos earlier this week which put onto Twitter of a, of a glow, uh, almost like a fire-sourced um, glow over right. Auckland okay. in New Zealand. Mm. And I don't think people have got a good handle on how far away New Zealand is from Australia. I think I think it was just off the, off the coast or whatever, but it isn't. Mm. It, now, people in New Zealand can now see the glow from these Australian bushfires. It's two and, almost 2,500 kilometres away. So to put that in perspective, that's like us being able to see the glow from fires in Albania. Mm. That's how that's how fierce it is. It's incredible, isn't it? It's that's a three-hour, ten-minute flight away at mm. Auckland from Sydney. Why isn't it affecting flights? Because like, obviously when a volcano pops off... am not sure. Uh, probably is. It probably yeah. is. But yeah, I hope everyone, if you're listening from the amazing country of Australia, please do stay safe I just, and I just we like, send you our best.
3: I just like the fact that um, I like it... I don't like it, but I'm just saying that um, obviously Australia have a, a bit of a hard man uh, leader. And historically, they've kind of always gone for that kind of, author- not authoritarian, but slightly right wing. He fucked off to Hawaii yeah. for a couple of weeks. He was weeks. in Hawaii, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Uh, he, he came back to some, some town and got shouted out there. Did you see that? Yeah, it, was it was like was in the thick of it. You, do uh, you know what it's like to clean up your own mother's piss?
3: Yeah, it is magnificent. Yeah. These, these people are just like, yeah,
2: you're getting our voucher out here, mate. Yeah. Fuck off. When, when politicians decide... At some point, they either get convinced by an advisor, or they suddenly wake up one morning and go, "Do you know what? I'm going to go and see the bloody people today." Yeah. And every single time, if they're of that persuasion, they get absolutely battered.
0: I just think it's a
3: situation where you, where these um, strongman authoritarian leaders uh, all around the world, they're fine until they have to actually do some governing. Yeah. And then they are found out massively. We're going to get this with Johnson in Iran. We're going to get this with, with well, obviously Donald Trump is you know, a man thrashing around in his own piss. But yeah. like all of these authoritarians, they can't really govern. They can only say that they hate Muslims. <laughs> That's all they can really do in 2019, 2020. Uh, and when they actually have to come up with an actual fucking plan for a crisis, they've surrounded themselves with people who know fuck all. And so therefore, yeah. like, you look at, like you look at Trump and Iran, like they, they don't have any Iran experts. they got rid of all of them. So like their actual, uh, their actual concept yeah. behind you know any kind of process. They don't have one because they don't have any plans, they, And they don't have the machinery to do it. Well, the kings have saying what they would do. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. What, this is what we would do. So yeah. basically, don't.
2: It's another old shit. That's not, not the EU. Well, well, don't worry about it. What we'll do is we we'll just put a really good trade deal together, mm. and it's the easiest thing in the world. And yeah. then literally literally worth saying things like it'll be the easiest trade deal in history to do. Yeah.
3: And then you have to actually do it, and they're like, ah. Oh, turns out, do it now. turns out this is 30 years of, uh, yeah. of incremental improvements, isn't the, it? The thing that really made me, um,
2: the, the one thing that sticks in my mind about the Iran um, ordering of that, essentially assassination, mm. was that the New York Times reported, and I'll just read it to you. Officials presented the president with options. The Pentagon tacked on the choice of targeting Soleimani mainly to, take, to, to make other options seem reasonable. They didn't think he would take it. When Mr. Trump chose the option, military officials, flabbergasted, were alarmed. Don't (laughs) give him the option. Hang on a minute. You've learned nothing. The the most volatile, idiotic bloke probably in the world will give him a really stupid option to make the other options look better. That's a gamble, isn't it? (laughs) To me, that's a low percentage play. If I've got a guy, so for example, Pete, if I've got a guy who's mad and I say to him, you can have that steak dinner or you can have that plate of golf shit, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not putting a plate of dog shit in there to make the state look better because no. he might choose
3: the dog shit. Exactly. That's the problem. Then you got a man covered in dog shit, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, so welcome yeah. to Luke and Pete Show. Welcome sure. um, uh, to Luke and Pete Show. Everything's got a shit, turns out. And I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. I did say, didn't I, at the, last, at the end of last year, that the next 10 years can't be as mental as the last five. But it's got off to a bloody good start. 3rd of January. If anything, it's just maintaining it. It is maintaining it. <laughs> I was, uh, I got back to my flat uh, late last night and uh, after a little uh, Christmas, New Year, uh, you know, this is a pretty recorded chap. Um, poppies, you know that I uh, live above a fish shop? Yeah, I knocked on your door um, on the 18th of December with cool. my
2: friends see if you want to come out for a beer, but you did not answer.
3: Uh, uh, well, did you knock? Because I'm two two floors up. I hope you dig I pressed my, all the buttons. My, all of them. I didn't know which one of yours was. Well, that's not very good, is it? Yeah, I pressed all of them. Well, I just wake up all of my neighbours. No one was in. <laughs> not one person was in. Yeah, because we live in the centre of Soho. People think it's a brothel, so people are dinging the doorbell all hours of the day. Oh, okay. Um, Poppy's Fish Shop. Yes. Uh, well, the reason I, I say that is because that's the, well, you live above it, right? Your, what well, your, your second choice was just have some fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they were having, It was closed yesterday because of a staff party. Right. And I was thinking... So it's like this, you know, it, 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 almost in the middle of January and they're having like a staff, presumably, what is a Christmas party? Yeah, some people do that because it's cheaper. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, what is a fish shop, an oily fish shop party? What, what do they do? These these people with proper jobs do have time to have fun as well, you know? I'm just saying, no, but like, the, it was closed because they were having the f- party in poppies. Oh, okay, right. I think, I think that was the case. Well, you'd ho- you'd hope not. I don't want them putting the bum on the deep fat fryer like a four photocopier. <laughs> when you said that, I
2: assumed you were, you were thinking, oh, there's not one person who didn't want to go to the Christmas party that can't keep the shop
3: open. Right, yeah. Because yeah. they've obviously all just gone to the pub or something. I would have, I would have kept an eye out. How could I could have put fried a few interesting items for the people? Did you, did you actually want some fish and chips? Uh, no, no, no. I'd eaten a full raw dinner. Where's the fish and chips sit in your top five kind of takeaways? Not really up there, to be honest. Yeah, it's behind Chinese, Japanese... Curry? What was that? the Chinese-Japanese funny knees look at these? I yeah, that's good cool. yeah, do It that. heads into racist territory, I realize, yeah, but at that point we're that. fine. Yeah, at that, that point that. we're fine. No, but it's prompting. It's If, prompting. if, anything, if anything, you're given a platform. Yeah, but I can't it. remember the racist bit. I'm so woke, I can't remember. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, <laughs> I've kept, it. I've kept the bits that I enjoyed. I kept the rhyme, mm. but I've got rid of, the, uh, rid of the racism. On
2: Monday we found that you were 8 out of 10 happy, and if it went below 6, you would start to request intervention.
3: Well, I've got to keep on going. I've got to like speed. I'm going to keep the bus going quickly. How, how how woke are you out of 10 in 2020? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll regress. Maybe I'll just turn into one of those people. Oh, you I oh, identify as a tack helicopter. I don't, that sort of thing. Like.
2: I don't think you're going to get more woke as you get older, are you? Do you Not reckon? many people do that. Nah. Many people get kind of left I'll behind. Be one of
3: the, Nah, I reckon I'll be one of those like chill people who kind of like go, ah, like I'm, I'm relaxed about everything, man. I, and I, I don't really offer opinion one way or the other. I think that's the thing. Don't don't become more opinionated. Become less opinionated. Then you'd be less angry about stuff. Hard when you're a broadcaster, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to be reactionary. You don't have to be like... You can have, be a nice broadcaster. There's that bloke that's on Mornings on Radio 2 with Popmaster? Ken Oh Luch. Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce. Yeah. I'm Ken Bruce. Or Matt Baker. The BBC's Matt, Matt Baker. Baker. Yeah.
2: He's a bloody lovely fella.
3: Up Paul Knight, um what's his name? Dotten? Paul Knight. No, not Dotton, the 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 Scottish guy. Scottish, yeah, Scottish guy who uh, who obviously did his show from in the middle of nowhere in America, it was really yeah. weird. Mm. But um, I used to listen for fucking years. Rod Sharp, my name is Rod Sharp, and this is Up All Night. I'm delighted you remember the name. Mm. That's unlike you, isn't it? I mean, it was. I listened to it a lot. I should be able to. Speaking of Graham um, Torrington's Late Night Love Links, <laughs> <laughs> you, I could see you doing that. I could see you doing it. Pete Donaldson. you can change your name though. You have to change yeah. your name. Just,
2: just, but change the name to Dave Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wokeness, did you see that? There was a very interesting um, interview with Terry Gilliam in the Independent. Well, again, he's, week. you know, I think he literally opened with, I'm fed up of white men being blamed for everything.
3: He said, I'm fed up with talking about this film that I've been trying to make for like 20 years. Yeah. And I am. What was it? Don Quixote? Yeah. 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 Um, but he, uh, but again, you just know you'll get headlines if you just say this wank. Yeah. You know, the thing you, is, Terry Gilliam's so comfortable. Him selling, him selling, he doesn't, it, it doesn't um, affect
2: him in any way. does it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Doesn't matter. Unless he commits an actual crime and has to go to jail, mm. he can kind of do what he wants, and it's not going to affect him. He's not going to worry about his bottom line. No, exactly. Yeah, he's probably. Yeah,
3: he's probably pretty. You well get,
2: off. you get a certain category of older, m- mostly older men mm. who got
3: to the stage where just don't give a shit. Well, if you can wait for twenty years to make a film, you're probably all right for a couple of quid. Yeah. I've seen his house in Hike. It's uh, huge, huge. One of his many houses, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine he's got plenty. Mm. Um.
2: I'll finish watching The Witcher.
3: Oh, good! I enjoyed Have, it. Did you play The Witcher? No, it's a good game. So the reason why I think, yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. The reason why um, the Witcher TV show exists, I think, is the popularity mm. of the Witcher Three video game, mm-hmm. uh, which was a real trip. It's excellent. So it's available on the Switch now. Uh, a wonderful little. Commotion.
2: So my brother-in-law Adam is a big fan of all the books, and yes. uh, he was very excited. And, that's, well, uh, and they they, they trailed it quite heavily.
3: Well, um, Henry Cavill plays yeah. uh, Geralt, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, I got the names. I got the names from the video. Isn't it, isn't it, ca- isn't it Cavill? What? Isn't it Henry Cavill? Shit. Doesn't matter. We, we know what you. We you. Um, he uh, that beautiful man um, who ticks a lot of boxes for me, sexually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. Um... He's from. He's from. From the Channel Islands. Is Henry he Cavill, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, I, I less think so. he is. Tell me right off that I went out with someone from the Channel Islands, you know. Yeah, and that didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> nice colour. Yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he's a big fan of the Witcher video game, so he really wanted to get involved. Oh, that's in nice. This project. Yeah, he's from really Jersey. Is. I just yeah. checked. Ah. Um, oh, that's really cool. Actually, that's yeah. great. So he's he, he's really into the project. And um, is it any good? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I think it's um, the battle scenes are good. A lot of people comparing it to Game of Thrones, but obviously that's not what it's about. But it's a similar kind of. Text they based it on, you'd probably say. Yeah,
2: well, Netflix have obviously trailed it so heavily because people are, they're yeah. they're banking on people looking for a a way mm. to fill that Game of Thrones shaped hole. But I thought the plot is is Siri in it, His yes.
3: daughter. Yeah,
2: cool. They're all in it. But the the great thing you actually just see Siri, 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 <laughs> um you, you, You've got a lot of um, source material to work with. Of course, so plot yep. plot wise, it's decent. Um, apparently, this first series is only based on a couple of the prequels. Right. So there's a lot to go. Yeah. Um, the battle yeah. scenes are good. The CGI is well rendered. The acting's decent. Cavill's a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone gets their tits out all the time, male and female. Cool. So,
3: just take Mate. your clothes off, guys. Tick, tick, tick. Enjoy it. Tick, tick,
2: tick. Um, I'd love to know where they filmed it because it's filmed very beautifully.
3: Chiswick, uh, is it?
2: Chiswick Park. It's filmed in a rubber office yeah. with Sam's green Street. <laughs> it looks very good. <laughs> yeah, Harry Cavill's is a very attractive man. Hey. He's also colossally big. Like Must you know, when, you know when people just go to a gym and they build up mm. their muscles or whatever. Mm. Um, but he's obviously got a huge frame as well. Triangle,
3: yeah, he's massive. I've yeah. uh, He could, yeah, he's like, um... Could he
2: crush your head like a walnut on his bicep? <laughs> Probably, yeah. My
3: granddad used to crush walnuts on his bicep. Did he? Yeah. I want to try that. It's hard. Is it? Yeah. Have you got to have like really big biceps or really big forearms? I think a bit of both, yeah. Oh, I might have a crack of that. Let's do that. A crack of that, literally. All Let's right. get some walnuts for next week. All right, we well, will. Party walnuts. A, make a note of it. Do I have a production budget for
2: walnuts? Yeah, probably get some. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed it. And I'm, I think I've not really seen many people. Ten ticks. One thing I do like about it as well, by the way, is it's got a real sense of humour. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's not, it doesn't take itself so seriously that you, it's a bit of a drag. You know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of horrific
3: stuff goes on, mm. but it's, it's a bit of fun as well. That's why, they, that's why the games are fun too. Yeah, Love the game Love the game um, I've watched um, Don't Fuck With Cats Oh
2: you've heard Netflix. a lot about that as well Very good I don't like the idea of a cat being killed so I don't want to watch it
3: Well that, this is the whole tenor of the of the whole um, people's argument uh, man uh, abuses uh, a cat or a couple of cats and um, then enrages some um, people and they go out in search of this man who goes on to do something if not worse the okay. same don't, don't I'm say it spoiler it yeah, don't uh, but more. I mean it, you know it's 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 a true life crime Um, so you shouldn't really sort of go oh I need the suspense to be interested in the documentary but it, it's pretty horrific
2: the thing I've got on my list to watch is Tell Me Who I Am which is another Netflix okay. doc which is supposed to be brilliant so maybe I'll add that to the list I also spent last Saturday Pete um, putting a TV on the wall and the shelf and I was able to do it
3: mate I was very proud of myself talk, let me talk about Visa Brackets talk to me about the Brackets no, I just drilled into the wall. put the uh, through Oh the, I, Through the front of the screen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I presume there was some fixing racket going Bang on. Bang the nail. No, I've got one of those <laughs> tilting wall mounts. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's like that. Yeah. And you can tilt it down if you want to watch it in bed. And Visa, tilt it up again. Visa compliant? Does, um, does it come out of the headboard? I don't know what you're saying. Visa compliant? What does that mean? It's like a, a standard for uh, mounts on, on, on monitors. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It probably is. Um, so, well, hang on. So it's on the wall and you can tilt it down and up, down I'll and up. I'll show you a picture. Down and up. I'll show you a little picture of my picture finished picture of the Witcher with. there we go there it is there oh nice what's underneath it it's a shelf a with shelf a PS4 with on it PS4 a little yeah. bed based PS4 for yeah em. like that like it for when the wife kicks me out is that your <laughs> well you'll be kicked out of the bed she'll be in the bed won't you no but that's sparing break sparing oh, break oh mate so you yeah. got sp- little man cave <laughs> isn't it little man cave <laughs> Oh, 40, this year. Could be 40 this year I had you pegged as something better
2: Got no kids uh, Emails, let's do some emails But let's take a break first
1: It's that time of the year Your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves Feel the warm breeze Relax And think about Work You really, really want it all to work out While you're away
3: Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started visit plushcare.com weight loss that's plushcare.com weight loss
0: the championship season is over and what a season it was but the best is yet to come it's the playoffs Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe. Farmer Meemaw, and today I'm going to show you what
1: I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation.
3: Yeah, I should I should uh, read you some more of those. Um, it's back to the Luke and Pete Show, and if you want to get to the show, it is hello at com. I took over the reading out of the email there because Luke last week got it wrong, Monday. It was Monday. <laughs> I got that wrong. <laughs> Hi Luke and Pete, Says Paul O'Brien, uh, possibly a third O'Brien brother from uh, Radiohead. Possibly not. It was Ed O'Brien... Yeah. Something else O'Brien Is there? I oh, know Ed O'Brien Oh no well, Who are the two brothers In Radiohead Johnny Greenwood And the other Greenwood It's the Greenwoods That's uh, yeah. the Greenwoods Ignore me Hi Luke and Pete Long time listener First time emailing Lovely to have you along POB um, Just wondering if Luke Could give me more information About his Taskmaster experience I'm planning a holiday Taskmaster based Over the last, uh, next t- 12 months With the final task Being inspired by his last task Of finding the Taskmaster In Zone 1 Any ideas for tasks uh, would be greatly appreciated and how it was uh, each uh, task monitored and judged did you have like a um did you have a situation where there were alternative tasks that could have been the task for the final that he was going to go for no i don't think so right no. there um, that or nothing
2: my friend Duncan was the was the guy who ran the whole thing and he's the he's the brains behind it so i wouldn't want to steal any of his thunder but what used to happen was paul um we'd get an envelope through the post once a month with a seal on it, a stamp on it, open it up and it'd have the task in there. Right. With all the instructions you need. Um and then at the end of each month there would be an unveil date and he would tell you the um the scores. I think if you came first that month you got five points. Mm. Second, third, third, two, and hang on. If you won, you got five points, if you come second you got three. If you come third you got two and if you come fourth you got one. Right. There was a bonus live task on the unveiled date as well. So you had to be logged into the WhatsApp group at that time on that date. And he would send you a task and the first person to respond correctly with that
3: easier task, you'd get an extra point. And then um Could you mail each other um things no. to to like confuse people? Could you like, I could done you, that? Could you do a bit of or just send them writing for no, them?
2: But it would but if I had sent like a fake task, it would have been outed pretty quick and I probably would have been punished. But because right. he's quite a well-connected guy, Duncan, also a very kind of thoughtful guy. He was able to get people to ju- other people to judge certain tasks. So for example, the um the task where you had to pop a balloon in the most creative way possible. Hmm. He got a guy from Ardman to judge it. Ardman Animation.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Where's that come from? Because
2: we made animations and, and videos oh, of, of, of okay. how we did it. Okay. So he got right. to judge it. So there was there's lots of different things that went on. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Um, I could probably put you in touch with him on Twitter if you want, mate. Um, mm-hmm. Just hit me up and I will put you in the uh, in the right in the right direction. Paul also says in this email, Pete, love to show my 2019 highlight. Came only a few weeks ago. When you were both having a bit of back and forth, and Pete congratulated the random contestant on MasterChef the Professionals, pretending to spoil the finale, to which Luke's response was, "You fucking prick!" The genuine annoyance from playful argument arguing is recognisable to anyone with a friend like Pete.
3: keep
2: mm. up the good work, Paul. I still haven't seen the finale yet, so don't spoil it. I yet. sound cool. On my radio show, I mm. used to do a legendary, it is legendary, quiz every oh, week. I'll give
0: it
3: the big licks. No, I don't have a radio show. Perfect. <laughs>
0: I've got so, a radio show. Sort of that is for five minutes.
2: Sort of thing you should have done your radio show, and you wouldn't have lost it. And Pete is I. I used to congratulations do...
0: congratulations
3: to Arbinda for winning MasterChef. Yeah.
0: Are you fucking? I'm wanca. not. I'm
3: not. I'm just. Lo- I looked at the list at the, you start, at the, start, at the start. You fucking prick. You absolute prick. I was trying to think of a name that couldn't be <laughs> Andy Arbinda. There's a lot of them at the start, in there. I think we can all agree that I sounded cool. Um, I agree, with, Steve, you. Steven, with a rissol.
2: Have you got another email got there, the Pete? Because I've, so. I've got one, but I need to queue it up. All
3: right then. Um, hello to uh, William Darby the Luke and the Pete. Greetings from Beijing, chaps. I spent my holiday love period that. listening to the back catalog of another Stokhanov podcast, namely rest of me. Great. And it reminded me of something that happened while I was travelling around the US in summer 2012. Uh, it's not hugely related to any recent chat on the Luke Pete show, but I thought I might be in your wheelhouse. About one month into the trip, myself and a friend found ourselves in Chicago and he decided for some reason that this was the city in which to get a new tattoo. I love Chicago. I like holiday tattoos. Have you ever had one? Did you see that Jack, who does the Jack Mate show on Stakhanov? he was getting a tattoo. His mate it? got a
2: tattoo of his. YouTube channel because he lost a bet.
3: Whoa, trouble! Gav does um, uh, RKG. He used to work for IGN, mm-hmm. and someone's got hand tattoos with RKG on them. Hand tattoos. That's too far. That's wild, isn't it? That's is yeah, wild. Too far. Um, uh, well, I was sitting in the. Ch- I got a really bad tattoo in uh, on a trip to um Berlin, and have I a, seen in, it in a restaurant? It's the Grim Fandango one. It looks terrible and I was very hungover. I like a fucker. Let me have a look. It's uh, Manny Calavera from. I can't lift my, up my calves. Um, do you like my socks, by the way? They're, um, they're Snap, Crackle and Pop. Oh,
2: yeah, Rice Ros's Krispies. Ros's Rice Krispies. Um, <laughs> Krispies. Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango.
3: Manny Calavera from Grim Fandango. <laughs> Oh, Um, yeah, no, I know what it is. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, Anyway, uh, whilst in the chair mid inking, a familiar looking guy came in. He apologised and uh, asked the artist if he could have a quick chat. Proceedings stopped and they had a conversation that was obviously business related. The guy had a look at my arm, said it looked good, and walked out. As the artist started again, I turned to him and the conversation went uh, something like this Me, was that the lead singer of Cancer Bats? Oh, yeah. Uh, I like Cancer Bats, they're good. Um, Artist, no, it was CM Punk. He owns the place. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice. CM Punk is from Chicago isn't
3: popping he popping in just popping in I know he's
2: from Chicago because I looked him up when I saw that email and I was getting him confused with John Cena
3: right okay two very different physicalities um, yeah. if I was going to dress up cosplay style as any wrestler it would probably be CM Punk he's got a very similar hairline to mine you've, in- haircut.
2: you've interviewed um, John Cena haven't you uh, yes I have yeah. massive
3: legs yeah big boy um, I love Chicago by the way great town yeah, great news. We played there, didn't we? Yeah. Super. Um, if um, I think if you had to work in a business environment with CM Punk, you would not have a nice time. Why is it? It's just very intense. Is it, yeah? Needlessly intense. More intense dark. than me? Bullish, I would say. More intense than me? Yeah, more intense than More me, intense yeah. than John? No. <laughs> Literally, no
2: one is. What about this, uh, Pete, from um, from Alec Lodge in Essex? He says, uh, following on from your Are You Hanging Up Your Stocking on the Wall. Mm. Do you remember that when yeah, you, you played yeah, yeah. that? Um, it was it was Slade's. I um, can't remember the name of the song, but. Um,
3: uh, here it is, Merry Christmas,
2: yeah. I guess. Um, I think it's, it, might, it might be called Merry Christmas Everyone, isn't it? No, that's something else.
3: That's Shaking Stevens, isn't it?
2: I'll tell you what, a Christmas song you don't hear anymore. <laughs> Rolf Harris? Gary Glitter's
3: one. Gary Glitters. Did Gary Glitter have one? Well,
2: the rock and roll of Christmas. Oh, I hear the Christmas rock and roll. That is
3: disappointing because that's a
2: good song. I know. And it probably wasn't You know what's what, a good Gary, song? Gary. Because you don't hear it every five minutes. No, I know. That's why. Uh, anyway, are you following on from where You Hanging Up Your stocking on the Wall? For those of you who haven't heard that, go back a couple of episodes and mm-hmm. listen to it. I thought I'd send you this ridiculous edit of Africa by Toto, but all the lyrics are in alphabetical order. No idea why someone would even do this. Interestingly, drums echoing appeared to be the only word still together in this edit. Here we go. So someone's basically cut the song Africa by Toto that everyone knows in a way that puts every word in the song in order alphabetically. Here we go. Bit of a longer intro than I remember, so I apologize. Toto's,
3: uh, Toto gets used for a lot of these things because it's quite an iconic track. Everyone knows it, I guess. Yeah. So you're going to win.
2: Africa by <gasps> Toto. Alphabetized. is what it says.
0: Nice.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> Stuck on Africa for a while. There's no craft to this, just work. <laughs> Move on to the bees. Go on, conversation now. <laughs> Lot of do's. If I played this, you'd insist that I stopped it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway you get the okay, idea stop that yeah. stop I got as far as F which is fair than you've I reached my limit
3: yeah can I interest you in this what's this Mark Piggott has come up with this one oh, hang on there we go working as a waitress in a cocktail bar it's uh, don't you want me by humanly yeah Very good, yeah. It's a very well rendered one. He hasn't re recorded the vocals, which is good. I can't wait for the chorus. It's got to be working, yeah. You were working, you were working as a waitress in a (laughs) hotel.
2: What a way oh, to finish. I'm going to outro oh, over the top of this. Luke yeah. and Pete show. <laughs> That's Thursday's episode done. Thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah. We'll see you on Monday. Hello at lukeandpeachshow.com <laughs> to get in touch with all your nonsense. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> love you lots. See you on Monday. Don't you want us? Mm. Mm.
1: A Stakhanov production.
0: The championship season is over, and what a season it was! But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and And hit subscribe. subscribe.